Welcome to Tapping Into Spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational. And we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-hosts, Zawadi Powell and Glenda Jones. Greetings. Peace. So today, our topic is going to be, what does it mean to submit yourself to the spiritual path? As we think about this topic, uh, it occurs to me, it's a topic that in a lot of different disciplines, people have to think about what it means to follow the particular tradition that they're following. Um, and sometimes that following comes with different rules and regulations and standards and postures and ways that we have to hold ourselves in order to follow that particular path. So the question of what is the meaning of that and do we have to do it and how it becomes manifest is something that I think is worthy of talking about. What do you all think about that? Yeah, it's fascinating. Um, the thing that really resonates with me is that every path is a spiritual path because we are spirits. And when we think about the laws of karma and um, spiritual evolution and existing in the world, I think that there are lessons and spirituality embedded in every experience that we have, whether we are conscious of it or whether we are not. And I think mm. that um, in being conscious of it is when we then begin to um, sort of make decisions about it. Um, when we realize that wait a minute, I am on a spiritual path and there is something happening here. There is some development. There are some lessons that I'm trying to learn. There are things outside of the material world, outside of the social existence that are affecting me, that I belong to. And I think that um, in choosing religion or choosing to live a certain lifestyle is when people begin to contemplate sort of the path of discipline, the path of uh, spiritual tradition, uh, the path of religion, um, and whether to submit to that or not. But ultimately, from the day that we are born, or maybe even before then, everyone is on a spiritual path. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it, aren't we, even if we aren't being disciplined and submitting to something, is it the case that all humans are on a spiritual path if we're we are a spirit being we have to be on a spiritual path mm -hmm. so in other words because way, if you're if, if you're not a spirit being 
So if you, if when you're on an app, if you're an animal being, aren't you on like an animal pad? If you're on this, <laughs> like we are spirit. We well, are spirit. Our animal spirit as well. That's a different type of spirit, but we are spirit beings. It's a, it is the same spirit, mm-hmm. even though it's different. Mm-hmm. So you would because submit it's a that oneness. Um, everything is made of the same thing. So we, so everything is on a path. Everything has a purpose, and I do believe that there is, we can't limit if we say that um, we're on a path and we have um, some form of a purpose or a destiny. Like, doesn't everything else have a purpose? Would, would we be, how how assuming would it be for us to think we're the only creation that has a purpose. Right. And only those of us who wear head wraps and drink <laughs> and drink holy water with our dinner are on spiritual paths. <laughs> mm. okay. We have had some um some misconceptions about what that looks like being on a spiritual path. So that's kind of what we're talking about, is what it looks like. I think sometimes we put ourselves we again, we look at religion and we look at spirit. And we look at the definition of both. And I I still subscribe to the belief that it's very difficult to be spirit and be religious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the, what the origin of the word. Sure. But then some yeah. of us are trying to be woke. So mm-hmm. and I think that's sort of like what we're also talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the conscious acceptance of your spiritual path, mm-hmm. like because even at some point in time, especially in dealings with like Ifa. Um, there have been times when I have known that, wow, you know, spirit is here and active in my life. And there are certain things that I'm supposed to be doing and then not doing those things and seeing like a repercussion in the world, you know, like something, you know, sort of bangs me in the head (laughs) (laughs) and, um, and understanding that, oh, although I have you know, quote unquote, feeling like I'm woke, you know, feeling like I'm conscious. I'm, you know, trying to become a spiritualist, still not fully committing or still not fully um, agreeing with the things that have been prescribed to me, even from spirit. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, that in accepting a spiritual path, um, there are sort of different ways that people receive it. And there's a point in time or several points in time, maybe, where you where you have to decide to agree with it. Um, and you notice that if you don't, <laughs> you, you, you don't progress or you mm-hmm. miss a lesson or you, you there, there are certain there, there are certain karmic benefits that just don't happen at that time. Yeah, I, I what you said about being able to agree to do the things that are on your path, I think is the key point here. Um, so if we if we come to a consensus that everybody is on a spiritual path, and in fact, if we look at it as, right, there are some things that you, there are things that you learn, every experience that you learn builds and allows you to progress. So there are things that happened to me when I was 20 that I didn't make sense of now that I understand a lot better there are things that happened when I was 30 that I didn't understand that that were necessary for me to be the person that I am now. Yeah. Um, and we all have that. 
right? Okay. It's like a it's like a, a building. You have to have a foundation, the first floor, the second floor. You, you don't get a skyscraper without the, the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. You can't build the, the wonderful majestic tree without the seed and the roots of it. So you have to have every all of us have to have that as part of our as part of our journey. Mm-hmm. Then when we look at if we want to go further in terms of uh, if we're called to do specific work in a specific path and then saying, OK, I want to be a devout Muslim. So I'm going to pray seven times a day. It makes a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> or I want to be a devout Buddhist. And so I'm going to do the things prescribed for me there. I want to be a devout um, practitioner of Ifa. And so I'm going to tap into the Orisha and Egun and, and do my prayer in a prescribed fashion, right? Um, every quote-unquote religion has that. Um, and some people are more um, engaged in that process than others, right? So what makes one engaged and willing to stay engaged in that process becomes the question. I think that um, certain processes call you to them or feed you in ways that you cannot, You, it's almost not even a choice anymore. Um, you are engaged. It's almost like falling in love. Um, like when you meet that special someone or you meet that special spirit and you're sort of like swept away, like enamored by the energy, um, the process is, is feeding you. You can't, you don't want to live without it. You, um, it's easy to commit to because it, it, it obviously and completely makes you feel better. It makes you happy. It makes you feel whole. It, it serves a purpose in your life and you don't consciously make the choice to commit to it. You just, it's just something that belongs to you. It's something that you do because it's just, it's just right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that that is, that is the most beautiful commitment that happens similar to love when it's beautiful like that. Um, and then there are other ways too, you know, some people commit because they're told to, you know, either right. by family members or their community, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Or um, I think that's most people. Yeah, there might be peer pressure, you know, they want to be in with the cool <clears throat> crowd. So they decided, oh, you know, I'm going to be a Rasta because being Rasta is what all my friends do. And it's, you know, it's just cool, you know, and to be like Lauren Hill. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do. I feel that um, exactly what you're saying, that when you commit, um, it sometimes becomes a challenge to, um, like you, you, the whole thing of not wanting to do something. I, we, we talked with Dr. Cambon in an uh, earlier um, podcast, and she talked about not, we talked about, when you start doing the work, there are things that you had a desire to do mm-hmm. that you no longer have that desire. You right. just don't want it. You're not restricting yourself 
from something, it no longer serves you. Mm-hmm. And you're fed from your spiritual practice so much that that feels good. So you keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, so there are there is a, a way that you can commit that is your own. And I believe you have your greatest growth and development um, and spiritual awakening when it's your choice. Mm-hmm. It's not what someone expects you to do or someone told you to do. It's when it's when when it is like a love relationship and you're choosing mm-hmm. to be in this. But I think that speaks to that the challenge, right? Because even when I think about growing up in Christianity, they would have this the, the concept of backsliding, like you're saved and then you backslide. You're no longer <laughs> saved anymore. Um, because the temptations of sin just got hold of you and grabbed you back into the world, right? And so the challenge of being disciplined enough to resist the temptations of quote-unquote sin or for, for, for whatever path, the challenge of living that life that says I have to walk with a certain sense of morality or values or there are just certain things that I can't do if I am being quote-unquote spiritual. I think people feel that and that causes some level of resistance um, in, in terms of their trying to walk their particular path. Mm. But then let's play the devil's advocate too and talk about how the pressure of having to follow the rules and be within a tradition also saves some people's lives. We can think about mm. Islam and the prison system mm-hmm. and how the discipline of it and the uh, communal, you know, requirements of the lifestyle that they're to live while mm-hmm. they're in Islam in prison mm-hmm. um, completely changes people. And upon, you know, leaving that system, they lead a, a whole new existence. Yeah, this sometimes. is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, you know, also, I mean, even with myself, you know, there have been times when I've had teachers and the teachers have said, hey, you know, here's a piece of paper with teachings on it. Transcribe it word for word. And I have said, oh, brother, I don't want to do this. This is boring. It means nothing. <laughs> you know, why are they doing this to me? But in having to be disciplined with the rote rep- uh, repetition and repeating things and memorizing things and learning things, um, sometimes spiritual miracles can occur Mm -hmm. um, because of the word sound power and uh, the connection to whatever is written on the paper. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, you know, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We have to have Mm -hmm. freedom in our spiritual expression in finding our spiritual path in committing to spirituality, but at the same time recognize that in accepting a teacher or accepting a spirit teacher or a spirit path as a teacher um there there still can be requirements for discipline and Mm -hmm. um and you know repetition and tradition that are sometimes important yeah 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 and i i I realized i said seven times for for prayer for muslims earlier it's supposed to be five five, (laughs) you know uh seven is another number i was thinking about for something else but um there's a book that i read a, a long time ago um, Herbach, The Life of an e- Egyptian Initiate. And in the book, 
there's this precocious young man who is just so intelligent and he's destined to be a leader in the community. Uh, but he thinks he knows more than he actually does. So he has a lot of intellectual um, capacity, but he doesn't have the emotional maturity or even the spiritual maturity. So his sages put him on a path to try to slow him down and help him to understand that there are lessons in life that he hasn't appreciated yet. Oh, humble yourself, Daniel-san. Exactly. And so one of the first episodes, he has to go live with this rock cutter for a year. Now, this is a kid who he's on he's online to be a leader he is he knows how to he can recite all this different stuff he can do all these wonderful intellectual things and he's like i have to go break rocks with a rock cutter so he resists and he's like why am i having to break these stupid rocks this is a waste of my time and they told him he needs to be there for a year and so he's grumbling he's complaining like this is just the dumbest thing in the world why do i need to be here but Slowly, he begins to learn lessons through the, the, the uh, teacher who is teaching him how to break these rocks mm -hmm. and what the meaning of breaking the rocks is and how that can impact his life. And so by the time the year is over, he has learned many, many valuable lessons, but thinks again, okay, now I got it. I'm ready to go back to where I was. No, no, no. We got another spot for you to go. Mm. We're going to give you another year doing something else. And it goes on like that. And part of the lesson for me, I was in a period of time in my life where I needed to slow down and not fast track everything and realize that until we stop breathing, we are always going to be learning. Mm. And Part of that learning requires a certain level of discipline. That's where ritual comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, so the balance of doing something every single day in this way so that you groove a certain uh, capacity to do things, a certain energy, a certain um, way of going about that ultimately becomes automatic. You know, wax on, wax off, mm -hmm. wax on, wax off. Oh, I can do karate, right? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of our spiritual development also um, plays a role. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right that sometimes we need to slow ourselves down because we don't know what we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the older I get, the more I realize there's more that I don't know. Yeah. And when you have that attitude that you think you know everything is when you are sort of like um, um, stagnating yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it's that attitude that, you know, I have arrived, you know, I am the master teacher, you know, um, they always say that other people should be saying that you're the master teacher. And even when other people are saying that you're the master teacher, you still should not say that you're the master teacher. Yes. Um, and I think I, I always, you know, try to remember that because it gets difficult sometimes <laughs> when you're so wonderful like me. No. <laughs> but no, seriously, though, in this world where people sort of like, what, what's the word? Like celebritize. I'm going to yeah. make up the word. Yeah. Um, everything. I you like know, that you, word. You can like, you know, I don't want to say idolize because right. it goes into another. But, yeah. um, you know, everything is like, you know, everyone is like a, 
a Twitter or a Facebook celebrity or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Instagram. Viral famous. sensation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it almost feels like people have a mentality of like just, you know, worshiping pe- other people or bowing down and giving people accolades and not recognizing their own power or their own um, path of development. And so it's it's been sort of interesting for me to see the way that people look up to people, you know, even not necessarily me, but maybe others um, that I know, you know, like Dr. Smith or Glenda, and <laughs> <laughs> and sort of sort of feeling like, you know, yes, that person is wonderful. That person is great. You know, they have attained, you know, certain lessons. But let's bring it back to you because ultimately the only one you should be focused on in terms of your spiritual development is yourself and your walk with God and spirit. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that when we talk about people committing to spiritual path, that it does become a very individual walk and the whole idea of, um, of doing so within a religion or within a community and still being able to maintain your focus on the deity or the spirit or the path or the principle that you're following without celebritizing or idolizing yourself or others is always challenging Mm -hmm. in this society um, because you know how many times people have told me, oh, you're supposed to be on television. You know, you should be famous. You need to, you know, be, you know, on Oprah. And I'm kind of like, if Oprah comes, I'm running. Because (laughs) (laughs) if, you know, if that is, if that is the way that spirit pulls me with this stuff that I'm doing, then I'll go if it's what is necessary. But for that to be our ultimate goal, um, is that once I get on TV, I did it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that this, this society is sort of, um, celebritizing you know it's like we have to in order to to adequately and genuinely walk our spiritual path we have to see enlightenment Mm -hmm. or you know a movement towards a more whole spirit at death as the final destination Mm -hmm. so that brings up a whole question of you know is it possible to walk a spiritual path and not get entangled into the trappings of a um, materialistic society, right? Uh, and, and I think it's possible to do that, but I see many people not capable of doing it. People forget about a spiritual path. There are so many people that once they reach the trappings of success, then things just go haywire. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of my um, the shows I used to like watching, Unsung, right? And they, they chronicle. The, the course of a musical group or, well, I, I used to like the groups in particular. And they started out, they're poor and they're struggling, they're grinding, trying to get, they just, they just love the craft of doing what they do. And then all of them have pretty much the same story arc. They reach success, the jealousy sets in, the infighting begins, they break up. Like, mm-hmm. that is like, if you were writing the, the, the trajectory, the storyline for most of these um, groups, 
that's what you see happen. Mm. And so there's something to be said about how the material trappings impact us and cause us to not be consistently who we are. And so I think the challenge would be if the message were such that it was to be presented to people in that forum, being able to maintain a space of humility that says, like I always say, never worship me because I got a whole bunch of stuff I'm still working on. Oh, but Anthony. No, no. Listen. You're the man. You're the man. No, 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 I'm not. I'm still working on myself. And... You know, I, and I and I freely will share my story with people, yes. and and let them know the challenges and the struggles of, of being human. You know, and part of it is being human. So I don't beat myself up about it, but I also don't pretend that I'm holier than thou or that I got it all figured out, because we all, until we stop breathing, I think, are going to be walking that path and trying to figure it out. Absolutely, you know? I feel that. <laughs> Whether it's a religion or just a spiritual path, there's also this thing that we do where there's this level of discrimination or a classism or hierarchy mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. because you cover your head or because you don't eat meat or because you are vegan or it's because I only use natural products. Or I, we also have a level of discrimination mm-hmm. among ourselves mm-hmm. where sometimes mm-hmm. some people feel like they, they've arrived. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm a little better than those people who still eat pork. Sure. Or I'm a little sure. better than the girl who still gets relaxer. Or I'm a little better than the person who, because, you know, something that I've already changed. Sure. Or I'm no longer doing Because I meditate on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Or because, but that's interesting to me how we have that. Yeah. And yeah. it's Spiritual snobs. Yeah. Right. Spiritual snobbery. It is, exactly. <laughs> We have all these new vocabulary words, mm-hmm. celebritization mm-hmm. and spiritual snobbery. Right, right. <laughs> so I guess the absence of spiritual snobbery would be the ability to just let people be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's why, yeah, and that's why the focus on your own path is so important. And even, you know, with materialism, when you focus on your own path, because, um, you know, my personal feeling about materialism is that I always try to think that I can have it and I can release it. You know, that I I don't think there's anything wrong with wealth or acquiring things, but I think there's something wrong with um, being so attached to things that once you lose them, you're no longer at peace and that they dictate or control your perception of yourself your place in society Mm -hmm. um but once you but to acquire things and wealth is is a wonderful uh thing as long as you're able to maintain your sense of um yourself and your spiritual wholeness even in the absence of them and you know i pray to god that i'm not tested on what i'm saying right now because (laughs) none of us None of us wants to lose, you know, the things that we have. But I I always try to remind myself that if you do, it's okay. You know, you have, have to you see that. Have you the things you have? Have um, you always had what you have? I um, actually lost a lot of things when I moved to New York last year um, and almost lost my house as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so I, I think that we can relate in that manner. Like mm-hmm. we, may, we not, may not want to lose what we have now. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe we've always all been where we are now. Right. 
and some of it, sometimes we've done better, mm-hmm. and at other times we've had things that we've lost. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But You're I speaking also from experience, right? But I know people who who to lose things, to lose a job, mm-hmm. you know, to lose a relationship, um, to lose, um, you know, Material to be robbed for money. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for a car to crash and be lost, right. um, it it can take them into a downward spiral mm-hmm. where they will just fall into deep depression, lose their identity, not speak to anyone. You know, it's so in sort of thinking about how materialism connects with spirituality. um I don't necessarily agree that everyone is supposed to be a hermit or a, you know, a, a, a monk who lives in a forest with no <laughs> possessions, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. although so for some people that is their path, right, you know, right. but some of us, our path is to be within the society and to acquire physical things and to, you know, integrate and teach and lead the culture of the society and contribute what we can. And I think that, um, I guess for me, it's just differentiating that, yes, you know, this material society is part of your path, but it is not your path. Hmm. It's not who you are. So, right. I mean, that was kind of my point is um, just looking at how you, how, you, how you feel about yourself. Like, you've had, you've gone through something and did it change how you felt? Because I think that sometimes we do, we get attached to the stuff and it mm-hmm. makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but the part of the growth and the, the spiritual development is learning that that stuff doesn't make you. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, as long as you are living, you'll learn lessons. Mm-hmm. So life is cyclical. There are times that we may have more. Right. There are times we have less. Right. And we're going to experience that several times in this life. Right. Have to. And then how are we going to deal with it when we are in that position? Mm-hmm. And are we growing? Have we been in that place more than once? And have we this in maybe in the most recent time did we deal with it in a way that even helped us to come out of that? Did we um, still connect the spirit? There are times that we neglect to do the spiritual practice mm-hmm. when you know when we don't need it, mm-hmm. and then when we think we need it, then we you know we're praying and meditating. <laughs> right. And, and right. so right. yeah, I once think tragedy that, hits, right. then we pray. Right. And that's that's the spiritual discipline piece yes. that that yes. can be uh, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, do you think that there is a level of not allowing people to just be who they are? And why do we do that? Why why don't we just let people practice what they practice? without being upset with them or trying to convince them that they should be doing it the right way, which is, you know, my way. I know my Um, co-hosts don't do that. uh, You won't let people be who they are. That's uh, what I love about both of you. mm -hmm. I subscribe to that belief. I know, I got friends who are thugs. And I love them. them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why do you think people as a whole, like if you think about our society... Most people who believe a certain thing think that everybody else who believes whatever they believe are wrong. Right. Well, I, I, you know, I, the thing that I love about traditional African religion 
is that it takes into um, consideration every element of everything in society and the belief that everything has its purpose and its place. And so I think that even with people not letting people be and, you know, cajoling people, harassing people, trying to, you know, um, make people accept their religion, proselytizing, you know. Killing people. Right. It's not just, it's, it's killing people. That it's happens. Destroying lands and yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. Mm. So then it's, it's the dark side of it. Um, in, the, without, in the name of their mm-hmm. creator, they right. are doing these things, yes. which yes. is such a paradoxical, <laughs> like, it's but, just that's okay, paradoxical. So you just, guys took it to a deep place, but <laughs> talking about on, on, on the store, I'm not going to talk about that because I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> but on the surface level, on the surface level, right, sometimes these people who are cajoling us or harassing us, like when the Jehovah's Witnesses show up at your door, it sometimes can make you profess what you do believe by someone trying to make you practice what you don't believe and I think we saw that a lot in the first podcast that we did when we all found ourselves sort of talking about how Christianity has stunted our growth or how you know we didn't agree with the way we were controlled in certain temples Um, and that led us to an understanding of okay that's not my way and now that helps me to understand that, you know, there are other ways. And so I, I just think that um, sometimes even people not accepting what you're doing. You know, my, my grandfather saying to me, like, oh, you have such pretty hair. Why would you want dreadlocks? That's not right. <laughs> you just messed it all up. You know, mm-hmm. I could have said, oh, he's right. Let me cut it off immediately and get a perm. But in him saying that. I found my rebellion and I found my purpose and my love for my locks that, no, Grandpa, this is a spiritual practice. My locks are connecting me to God. These are my antennas for spirit. And then in having to proclaim that, then I began to practice that, you know, by Mm -hmm. twisting them with sacred oils and trying to enhance my antennas and, you know, just like trying to see, you know, what are they picking up now, you know, wrapping them when the energy was bad, you know, so... I think that sometimes even the naysayers have a place in your life because no one grows without even a tiny bit of stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I will often challenge people. I mean, uh, why do you believe the thing that you believe? I mean, I'm always going to do that. And you probably hear me say that 20 million times on this podcast. Like, how did you come to believe that what you are doing and why you are doing it is the way um and i think that being able to have that conversation because it's not it's not a challenge in a negative way it's not like you're wrong it's a challenge for exploration Mm -hmm. like why do you believe that Mm -hmm. you know and where'd you get that from how does that work in your life how does it manifest in your life what things are you seeing happening as a result of you doing what you do um do you have any data that suggests that what you're doing is correct, that you could share, that would um, give me some more insight into what it is that you're doing. I think these are things that we have to be uh, curious seekers, willing to question and willing to 
always ask another question go a step further and not just say i've got it because the world is too big and too large we just look at the way technology advances like things are happening every day new stuff is being developed every single day and do we think that the rest of the world would just stop and stay stay stagnant i don't think so i think that our spiritual development goes in just the same way like it it proceeds and develops as well and so what worked 10 years ago may not be the same mechanism or may not work the same way now mm-hmm. certainly like not to, centuries ago i like to say we we can get some we can make a new decision when we get new information mm-hmm. and so we don't need to condemn ourselves for what we used to do i mean we you live and you learn and right. so it's not even sometimes someone can give you some information um whether they're conjoling or whatever, but you can receive some information Mm -hmm. that may make you rethink what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So I can see it can, it can be beneficial that we need to be challenged. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially with spiritual snobbery. Right. 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 Yeah. I got a challenge, um, some years ago, this around the concept of my, you know, which deals with the ancient Egyptian principles of truth, justice, balance, harmony, order, propriety. And, you know, there's this concept of truth, right? You think you got to be truthful all the time. And uh, my, my mentor said to me, so if you know that your comrade is being looked for by the, the army and because he's a revolutionary and they're coming and they're going to kill him if they catch him and they come to your door and ask you where he is and you know where he is, are you going to tell them or are you going to let him go? What I want to know about is the concept that the church has of people spiritual backsliding. Is that like really possible? Like, have you ever seen anyone who <laughs> seems to have developed spiritually or in terms of like their consciousness or um in practice and then backslided like just like stopped and became wretched is that (laughs) yeah i think not only in with not not just within the church i think it's part of life right there have been people in many different uh walks of life that have reached a space of evolution and then they have fallen down then they've gotten back up you know the song we fall down fall down again and then we get up why why does that happen to us well i think that's part of the life process right yeah. it is part of being human mm-hmm. and it's learning part of living in this world too that we live in i just want to know if there's a such thing as the church says as spiritual backsliding like are there people who have like attained a certain level of spiritual development or religion or philosophy or Mm -hmm. uh, some mindset or practice that um they have you know evolved to and then all of a sudden they stop and they just become ratchet (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i think that happens in in all spiritual paths and and just walks of life you know you see people who they reach a certain place and then they fall back and then they reach a certain place again and they fall back. That's just, it's the hero's journey, right? The hero's mm-hmm. story where we have obstacles to overcome. Any movie, most movies you see, you see the hero, the protagonist, and then 
this da, 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 this, this, this moment. <laughs> like to hear it? Here it go. What's the song? Like to hear it? Here we go. And we get up. <laughs> so, it, it happens. <laughs> uh-huh. It happens. Yeah. I think um, it is part of the human existence. We kind of have those. We You can take several steps forward, but it's not uncommon to take a step or two back. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, maybe it's not a step back. Maybe it's, it's right. It's mm-hmm. like a purging of like what was already there. Like mm-hmm. it's still a forward movement. Maybe our concept of it being a step back, or it could be sideways. It doesn't have to even be in any. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be forward or backward. It could mm-hmm. be a lateral the, move. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, just a move. Period. In terms of the evolution, it's right. just evolutionary, and all of it moves us forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the most important part is not to feel like you have lost your commitment to what you were doing just because you perceive yourself to have backslided. Right. <laughs> backslid. Right. Backslid. Backslid. I, I, think, I think we are often too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And my image of the creator suggests that there's always grace mm-hmm. and there's always love. Um, every time I've been hard on myself and then I hear from my egun or my guides and they're like, you are doing wonderful. We are just so proud of you. And I'm like, really? I don't feel like I've been doing my best. But they see it differently. Like, this is a, a long process. It's a marathon. And um, we're, we're constantly making deposits. Good, quote on good ones and bad ones. And so if we, are, if we can consistently do work to make sure our, in our ledger we have more positive deposits than negative deposits. I think we're doing okay. Ooh, the karmic ledger, another vocabulary word. <laughs> yeah. 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 My mommy, I always talk about my mommy and my daddy, right? Because I think they're wonderful. And there's a part of me that's still very young. <laughs> but um, my mom always used to tell us that uh, you don't judge yourself or other people by their actions but rather by their intentions. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important when thinking about committing to a spiritual path and backsliding or going forward. Like, we have to always focus on what is our intention? Like, where is our heart? And what is it that we're, you know, trying to do um, and forgive, you know, when when we fall short or when we, you know, are not completely, totally 100% disciplined every day. Sure. Um, as long as our intention is not to disrespect or right. disregard. I feel that we can be doing well and still not be doing our very best. Mm-hmm. 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 It's possible to do both at the same time. This is true. And so when your egg compliments you, you are doing well mm-hmm. or we are doing well. But that there's... We don't have to do our best all the time. Right. Yeah, and we're like, not going to always do our best, but that's what we should work towards. Mm-hmm. That helps us to be able to even have space to grow. Right. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. when I was in Ghana, anyway, even when you do something wonderful, they would say, oh, Chale, you try, you try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's like really good because it's like, no matter how well you do or how badly you do, the most important thing is you try. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats a failure like a try. Mm -hmm. All these wonderful sayings that we (laughs) pass down in our lineage. Mm -hmm. Okay, any any other thoughts you all want to? Well, I want to know what spiritual path 
did you commit to, Dr. Smith? <laughs> My spiritual path is a very involved one, and I don't think it is one that is. You know, that's so we're gonna we're interviewing a lot of people, but we should interview ourselves as well. Yes. And so yes. each of us should talk about our particular path and how we got to be where we are. Um, and so maybe we'll make that our next three uh, podcasts. Yeah, because it's like an evolutionary journey. Right? right, right. Because sometimes it's also possible to commit to a spiritual path, but also be um, learning from other paths mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. And even from the universe. Well, large, your spiritual path can be inclusive open. of yes. multiple paths. Mm-hmm. I live that life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, because seeking and seeking, mm-hmm. the information comes from everywhere. Right. Right. So yeah. that's a longer conversation. And we're going to definitely have it. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Me too. And, um I love yeah. how he avoided the answer. No, no, I, I very much want to answer, but it is a long answer. It's a long and I don't answer. want to prolong the, the podcast. I think it deserves its own podcast. It's and so, so deep. each of us will <laughs> will do that. Spiritual snobbery. <laughs> the opposite of humility, always in humility. Always. Okay. Well, again, we thank you all for listening to us. As we talk about and explore these issues related to spirituality and our continued growth. We're talking about spirit. So in closing, we'd like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new. Continue to evolve, continue to transform, continue to thrive and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak.